Hello and welcome to this week's Molly Summer Show. This week on the show, I have my beautiful friend Julia Armet, and we recorded this chat a couple weeks ago live on Instagram. So pardon every once in a while when there's a little bit of feedback with the microphones. Beyond that, though, Julia is a great example of how high-level consciousness and the mindset of a visionary creative can bring forth incredible innovation and new ideas. And in this case, Julia's passion and mission is to bring her ideas into the workforce and create a new culture, a new norm as we go forward post-pandemic. So as always, remember that you can create anything you desire. And life is a ride, so bring your hands and feet inside the car and enjoy this amazing ride. We'll see you guys next time. Thanks for being here. Thank you, Julia, for being here. I'm just going to take a moment and introduce you to everybody who's joining here live on Instagram or watching the replay or listening to the podcast of The Molly Summer Show. Julia Armet is the founder of The Higher Playbook, a people and culture consultancy on a mission to rehumanize our work with a professional trajectory that spans industries, including media, technology, coaching, and leadership consulting. Julia, Julia believes that meaningful professional relationships are the key to business sustainability. As a certified professional coach and workplace facilitator, Julia is passionate about creating workspaces for individuals to deepen their connection to themselves, each other, and the world. Her philosophical and innovative approach to workforce development is inspiring the next generation of, of visionary leaders who are collectively creating a more equitable and inclusive workplace around the world. Welcome, Julia. I'm so excited that you're here. Thank you so much, Molly. I feel like you and I go way back and I appreciate our story, but I feel like um, we've never actually done these sort of lives and talked about it. So I'm looking forward to reminiscing, but also sharing new perspective. Yeah, absolutely. And I love that because that's exactly where I want to start today. I want to start by sharing the story of how we met and how our how our connection, our special connection, because it really is a very special connection, has unfolded over, over the years. So I'm going to share my perspective first, if that's okay with everybody. Um, in 2019, pre-COVID, I was listening to my inner guidance. And my inner guidance was telling me to start working online. And before this, I was teaching yoga, I was teaching meditation, I was doing a lot of in-person coaching. But it wasn't feeling, wasn't feeling the, that fulfillment and that growth anymore. And so my, my intuition was telling me to move online. And so I applied for a job with a company doing matchmaking. And Julia was the first face <laughs> of the company. And I remember getting on our onboarding call and just being like, who is this woman? <laughs> 
she held such a powerful presence and was so informative and the space she held was so open. And I remember feeling super nervous because it was something I had never done like that before. And she just made me feel so welcome. And I remember putting a pin in the idea of Julia and (laughs) (laughs) thought to myself, I have to get to know this girl. I have to follow whatever this line of attraction is. And it just unfolded so beautifully. And so of course, when COVID hit, Julia stepped out and really spread her wings. And I remember going, I'm going to follow her. (laughs) Amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And what a life changing experience it's been. It's amazing the way the World Wide Web works. And that story, I recall similarly. I really remember though, when we first met, you're sharing your story and you're talking about having twins. That was one of my first little anecdotes. And that's how it worked for me. I would meet so many people back in the day, just through interviewing and being able to then open the door and experience onboarding together, which prior to COVID, I don't think many people can appreciate the level of connection that occurs online but just to be able to not realize the impression I left, but then come COVID, be able to build that relationship with you and really become friends. Um, it mattered to me that moment of stepping out and having people there who I already could trust and look to in my community and that belief, okay, anything is possible. And then creating businesses during COVID. It's amazing to now see you just with all the different creative expressions of your brand and know that it happened because you had the courage to step on the World Wide Web back in probably 2018 or so. Um, It's been five years and I think we both have experienced a lot of growth during that time. Yeah, oh, I love that. I just, yeah, it's so fascinating to me how our perspectives are different and yet there's something there for everybody that just reels us in, right? Yeah, it's so amazing. So are you ready for this this conversation? Are you ready to dive into these questions that I have for you? I first of all want to say you did a great job prepping. (laughs) Molly is amazing as far as being an interviewer because she put together questions and showed me and I'm definitely going to answer them stream of consciousness, but you definitely know how to showcase people. Thank you. That means a lot coming from you. Thank you. So I'm excited to hear what you have to say. I'm excited for your stream of consciousness. Julia is, when you are in the flow, it's it's a show, man. I love it. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> so here we go. All right. So what does interconnectivity mean to you? So when I saw that question, I realized that I was going to have to find an angle to approach the way I want to explain this. I think it would be great to talk about the World Wide Web from the vantage point of interconnectivity. If we think about our society and the social whole and the reality that we each play a part and that we each have so many connections accessible to us, both within ourselves, within our relationships, 
and then within the cultures that we are in, I see that as interconnectivity. And so if there's a visual, I consider the World Wide Web and just opening up your computer every day and just having access to inspiration to give you awareness of who you are, new connections to build your network and really access new opportunities. And then to be able to play your part within, let's say, a cause that matters to you and feel a part of something bigger than yourself. Something so abstract that prior to the World Wide Web, people could talk about on a spiritual level, we experience every day when we open up our computer and we say, I'm going to connect today and I'm going to just experience what I wish to experience with the world as my oyster. And so when I talk about interconnectivity, I have a belief that we all are connected and we can all play a part in shaping the evolution of our world. And it pertains to the workplace in many instances, but it's much more sociological in that every day, I believe that each one of us is able to experience that individual, relational and cultural connectedness. Absolutely. And I love that you're connecting it to the World Wide Web because I think so many of us are seeking connection outside of our our family units, outside of our our communities. And the web gives us so much more access when we are willing to take those steps to create community and connection. I literally just got back from a trip from uh, Europe where I met up with somebody who lives in Africa, who I met on the web and we had the most amazing connection. And so we decided to spend time together, traveling together. And without the web, that would have never happened. Totally. And just the idea of web, allows you to connect for the sake of connection versus thinking about like, okay, connecting to get from a point A to point B, just to be able to experience connection. And over the years, realize that when you simply connect for the sake of connecting over time, everybody has that vantage point of knowing who each other are and the parts that we each play. And so in a split second, we can mobilize resources to create And I feel like you and I experienced that together when we went through the mastery program. And I think that you've created so many different little containers where just in a split second, new idea, you can just call on people who know who you are and resonate with what you believe in because you've made your presence known on the web. So I love how we can talk to the personal experiences to make it a little less abstract because it's life-changing, the connections that are accessible. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I love the high level viewpoint you're, you're opening up to and sharing here, because when we have expectations of what connection is going to be, or a judgment of what it should be, it limits our experience. And what you're talking about here is non-attachment. It's letting things unfold the way it's going to unfold so that you can experience whatever is in that connection for you. And that is when 
it really like it's giving me goosebumps just thinking about it because it really is for lack of a better word magical how when you can move into a connection without expectation without attachment and just be the gift of the connection it's just and I, yeah sorry to interrupt I'm okay. a little feedback um but I was just gonna say it starts with the curiosity and the excitement of I said before, like opening up your computer and being like, oh, who am I going to meet today? What am I going to see today? And when it's not even about how do I get from a point A to point B, but more about, okay, how do I actually find my connection? I I feel like it starts there. And then when you do experience community or a sense of resonance with another person, I feel like that leads to just the recognition, like, okay, I'm in the right space. I'm in the right lane. Um, but yeah, I, I wanted to bring up the curiosity and excitement piece. Yeah. I think it's very important. Absolutely. So with that in mind, how did you come to be where you are with your passion about rehumanizing and bringing this interconnectivity into the workplace? It's definitely put into perspective with COVID. Hmm. I've always had a passion for people and mobilizing people, creating movements. But when COVID hit and so many people were furloughed, laid off, and just looking to figure out, okay, how to rebuild. At that moment in time, I realized that we need to rehumanize how we work. I had been through a lot of loss. I went through... Um, a major transition. And I knew that if we didn't go deeper within ourselves and actually restore the trust and restore um, the relationships that are so central to how we do business, it would be impossible to sustain in the post-COVID world. And we've seen just in a short period of time how our workforce has become non-localized. I recognize that three years ago, before it became the new norm, that if we didn't establish that interconnectivity and that sense of belonging and loyalty amongst the workforce, it would be really impossible to continue to build and grow companies in the way that companies like to grow. So I believe that rehumanizing work and the mission itself was born through COVID, though the passion for people has definitely been probably there from childhood. I've, I've always had an interest in people and understanding just the uniqueness of who people are. Love that. And I love how you're seeing COVID as this, you know, catapult or stepping stone to bring this new culture and this new way of doing business to fruition. It really brings the you know, the gift out of what COVID was, which was this opportunity, opportunity for, for, for that expansion. Totally. I think that we can look at disruption and we can think about the negative of disruption and how the, the changes that happened. A lot of the time, organizationally, you can hear perspectives where you think about the negativity of no longer having an office or all the changes in terms of expectations of professionals. But I consider disruption from a vantage point of reset 
and the reality that with the COVID disruption and having that on a global scale where so many people at the same exact moment in time were moving in a new direction in a way that wouldn't have been possible if we didn't have such a universally impactful experience. And so with the disruption of the pandemic, when I refer to it, I'm thinking about the possibilities that emerge. And I'm recognizing that not only do we get to figure out new ways of doing business, but we're actually creating a new belief system and laying the foundation of a social fabric that will be so central to how we mobilize resources to achieve not just bottom line results, but humanitarian results in a new age of work. So I love talking futuristic and bringing that perspective in when we are considering the moment of COVID and how that accelerated the future of work. Oh, yes. <laughs> I love listening to your high level consciousness and perspective because it's just so visionary, so inspiring and I mean, so needed. What a refreshing perspective to be injected into our workspace culture. Thank you for saying that. I, I'm just coming from, I feel like the way that I naturally see, it's funny because futuristic is a strength and strengths finders. Though I think in the now, especially as we look at AI and AI is based on the past. AI is based on just the information and how it's synthesized through very advanced technology. But our human capabilities to see, sense, perceive, and even access information in the future, that is something that I believe we as humans really do need to cultivate in the now because it's going to be central to how we can continue to evolve and shape any industry and do so in such a way where we can continue to be creative, be innovative and not lose touch with what we as humans have and machines don't, which is, I think that ability to invent and innovate what has yet to be seen. So I, would, I feel like it's a part of being a creative just to tap into futuristic insight and then figure out, okay, what does that insight mean for the now? Mm-hmm. So pulling some of that into the now is what I like to do when I'm designing workplace experiences and thinking about not just the now of what does a workforce need today, but what does the workforce need as we keep moving and we keep evolving in the next 10 years? Yeah, absolutely. It's brilliant to take that, that, you know, it's, it's creative flow, right? Whether you're putting it on a canvas or in your case, using it to envision the future of business, it's the same energy. It's the same creation. And I love that you're using your gifts because this really is a gift to, to impact the world in this way. Yeah. Thank you. I realized too, because I want to highlight this when it comes to the gig economy and Professionals like yourself who like back in the day decided, oh, I want to work remote or I want to work from home. When people are, let's say, naturally futuristic or naturally um, a little divergent from, let's say, the norm, I feel like that's always a clue to what's to come. 
So we can look at the gig economy 10 years ago and we have all the answers 10 years ago to what was to come. And yet the acceleration as a result of COVID where it is the norm to have hybrid, remote, flex. The questions that I could have been asking myself 10 years ago, people are asking now. And then the questions that I'm asking myself now, people potentially could be asking themselves 10 years from now. So it is really just a matter of, um, I think the natural tendency to think a little bit differently and then move in the direction that feels, I think, intuitively aligned. I love that. Yes, 100%. What advice would you give someone who's just learning about this um, energy of interconnectivity and synergy that we're talking about here? I feel like just cultivating a sense of connection to self is really where to start. When you are asking yourself, what do you enjoy? What interests you? And connecting to the part of yourself that makes you feel like you. To first know who you are is so important before you start to look for like-minded people. It's almost as though cultivating that inner knowing and that inner compass is then what allows you to then take that self-awareness and start to create relational awareness. And then from there, to put yourself in a community or in a culture where you can be working alongside people. It's like building blocks, self-relationship group. And sometimes it's very overwhelming to think, okay, where do I fit in? What's my place in the world? But if you can really just return to that sense of belonging to self, mm-hmm. I personally have just spent a lot of time in terms of my own just self-discovery, just taking time away from the world and really reconnecting to self. And so for anyone who's watching and you're like, okay, well, I really do want to experience a sense of interconnectivity, but that seems far out there. That seems hard to reach. I just think that being able to actually return to self is an important process that once you know who you are, it's so much easier to just make decisions that then over time allow you to actually not just see your life, but actually see the ripple of impact and the connectedness that you experience in life. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I mean, we've been hearing for how many years in self-development that everything starts inside. And it isn't until we stop looking outside of ourselves to look in internally that we begin to make those changes. And What comes through for me when you say that is not only looking internally to who you are, but letting go of the idea of if you find something that you don't like, it means there's something wrong. It's, you know, like we were talking about earlier about the contrast in our experiences. This contrast is just showing us what we don't like anymore. It teaches us more about what what we're wanting more of right and in manifestation embracing the contrast is key to creating a life so I love that you're you're talking the same language my friend yeah that contrast and that ability to even appreciate who you are through knowing the difference I think that's the part that you can't always fully grasp when you're let's say in the shadow But if you can take a step back and know that, okay, even life's challenges, everything is really there to cultivate something else within you. 
I think for me, just putting into perspective COVID and how challenging that was, and then to also realize it gave me my mission, it is a mission that matters to me because I'm so deeply connected to it. So the depth of our connection has everything to do with how honest and real we are with ourselves to acknowledge the parts of ourselves or even the emotions within ourselves that aren't the lightest. Sometimes they're the densest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Which brings me to my next question. Love it. How this is naturally flowing. So what would you say are the biggest blocks that you see in your field stopping organizational culture from creating more connection within them? Definitely more systemic. So I feel like when we think about blocks and we think about, okay, this or that, we can really acknowledge symptoms. But I think on a more philosophical level, the belief system of business is outdated. Mm -hmm. And the business of today is needing to evolve if we're looking to actually align with the workforce of today. So if we think about the beliefs like, let's say, leave your emotions at the door or put your head down and get work done, work hard, those beliefs aren't compatible with the lifestyle and with the expectations of today's professionals. And so now that companies are listening to professionals evolving and potentially putting out messages that reflect the ideology and beliefs of our workforce, unless we actually dig in and do the work to change behavior inside organizations, we can't measure up to that messages. Mm-hmm. So let's just, let's call it the embodiment gap. If we're looking at philosophically speaking, this broad embodiment gap between what organizations today stand for in many ways, what our workforce stands for, and then how our institutions, organizations are set up to support those missions, there's a gap. And so in order to actually overcome that gap, work needs to be done in terms of mindset, work needs to be done in terms of environmental constructs, work needs to be done in the cultivation of purpose. And there needs to be a readiness and willingness, especially from top-down leadership, to look within yourself, to address some of those sometimes unconscious biases, sometimes autopilot behaviors or just cultural norms and start to question and not be afraid to change, but instead realize that the way that business was done before is not supporting what our world today needs. And that ultimately um, is what I see if I'm looking at connection in the workplace right now and why it's important. We don't learn to relate it's going to be really hard to mobilize resources effectively to achieve the missions that companies have. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I love, I work with uh, creative entrepreneurs and when I started the entrepreneur journey, I knew that becoming an entrepreneur was going to be the greatest act of self-development I would ever undertake. And it's part of the reason why I left the workforce is because I didn't have that uh, support and and inspiration to go down that route. So I love what you're bringing to the workforce and to these organizations is really that 
entrepreneurial mindset of self-development and alignment into the culture of an organization. A lot of it is, it's interesting because it's empowering individuality and autonomy Mm -hmm. and simultaneously showcasing community and creating that experience of community. Because I think that individuality can exist within community and if we are to cultivate those two things, a sense of deep connectedness to who you are and your gifts and what you stand for, and a sense of belonging, a sense of place, a sense of purpose, what we're doing is priming people to work together towards something that matters. And so it's really similar to what we were talking about before, where sometimes when you go online and you connect, you don't necessarily know why you're connecting. In the workplace, when you're connecting for the sake of connecting and we have time and space dedicated to connection, when it's time to mobilize because let's say a challenge comes along or it's time to mobilize because there's an initiative and a cause that really matters to an organization, people move with that and they know exactly the parts that they each will individually play along with how they can call on one another to work together and really harness that synergy towards something And when we can experience that together, those are the moments that actually allow for us to say, my career is meaningful. Those are the moments that allow for organizations to stand out and be recognized for their innovations. So it's amazing just to be able to take these philosophical constructs and realize how important they are in embedding them into the everyday culture of work. Yeah, yeah, I 100% agree. In speaking to what you just said, as we move forward and as we create not only the individuality empowerment and the connection and the community within um, within the organization, what would you say to these organizations as their biggest shifts or benefits to implementing this process? I do believe that being able to be proud of where you work and feel a sense of connection to where you work speaks to people who are, regardless of title, just genuinely looking to experience meaning and impact in their lives. So organizations that are recognizing from the top down, wow, for us to have sustainability and for us to have motivated and inspired people, something needs to be different When you put the time and energy into building relationships, it can be really transformative in terms of morale and also in terms of power. It really is about when I say workforce, power, people are powerful resources and can drive forward so much impact together. And it's really amazing and inspiring when we see what's possible versus get attached to one outcome. So it's, an open playing field of possibility Mm -hmm. and that shift toward just that future where people feel that what they do professionally is making a difference in them. It matters to them. That's, that's definitely something that definitely resonates with those who have a high moral imagination and believe in the fact that they can, as individuals make a difference in the world. Yeah. 100%. I love that. 
Oh, such a great conversation. I could honestly continue Thanks. talking for so long. But <laughs> alas, <laughs> alas, we cannot. So I'm going to finish up with just some uh, fun little questions here. Awesome. Okay. So what makes you the most joyful in your life? I love dogs. I really love mm -hmm. dogs. I also love music. So I feel... I feel like myself when I'm connected to animals and just being in the flow of music. Yeah. What has been the best piece of business advice you've ever been given? You know, that that's a hard one because I don't necessarily know if it's business advice, but it's just more existential get personal mm -hmm. and just to be able to bring more of yourself into what you do professionally and have that permission. That for me, I think was a major step when I started to say, I want to bring more of myself into what I do professionally. Yeah. I love that. So important. Okay. And let me see one more. Where can our audience connect with you? You can go to hireplaybook.com. So www.hire, like the sky, playbook.com. You can also find me on LinkedIn at Julia Armet, A-R-M-E-T. And um, yeah, I'm very open on Facebook and any social channel. So know that you can reach out. And I am inspired by individuals who are looking to create impact in the world and really ready to take big steps forward and showcase who they are, but also impacting people in the process. Yeah, absolutely. And you mentioned before that you have some space for some new mentorship. So tell us about that. Yeah. So I work with entrepreneurs and organizations. And when I work with entrepreneurs, I particularly work with workplace facilitators who create programming for workplace experiences. So if you are a workplace facilitator, a leadership coach, and you desire to create a program or drive an initiative within a workplace. You can see me as a mentor and we would work together to design and develop programming. And at the same time, do the inner work and leadership development for you so that you can hold the vision, hold the space and drive forward these programs successfully. Amazing. Amazing. Highly recommended everybody, by the way, Julia, when I worked with her, she was such a wonderful, wonderful mentor. So I cannot, I can't express that enough. <laughs> You're amazing, Molly. I really want to just say that I believe when we all show up and we all are playing our parts, that it very much is peer to peer. And when we went through what we went through, like, especially in 2020, when nobody really knew what was going on in the world, and we were just operating from literally raw potential, we're like, what can we create? Molly and I created some really amazing things in 2020. One time we did this brand showcase where I think in the course of two hours, we raised a few thousand dollars and we donated half of the money to the Born This Way Foundation. Yeah. We did it again a few months later for a different charity, but it's important to just be able to see each other peer to peer and realize that even in a service partnership, it is a matter of both people playing that creator role and driving together and supporting each other in the process. And so that's what I really, I think, appreciate about 
our relationship, we've always had that sort of respect and appreciation for each other. Um, and I've been able to lean into you just as much as you've probably been able to lean into me. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for that. Well, everybody, thank you so much for watching here on Instagram. If you're watching the replay or listening to the podcast, thank you so much for being here. Uh, if you like this, please comment, uh, subscribe, and we'll see you guys all next time. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. So thank you for being with us today. I really hope this conversation inspired you to start living from your futuristic self. And with that in mind, I want to share with you what I have coming up in October here. I have three exclusive spots for individual one-on-one -on -one coaching that will address where you are and guide you into manifesting the freedom the creative expression and the dream life that you have been wanting to create. These spots are ready for the individual who is ready to invest in their future. You're ready to do what it takes to get the results that you want. You're ready to co-create with the universe and let go of resistance so that you can allow ease into your life. If you're ready to break free from repeating the same patterns and getting the same old results, then I have the solution for you. Coaching with me will help you gain confidence and courage. You'll move towards financial freedom. You'll create peace and calmness from within. You'll connect to the abundance of health, wealth, and love. Your connections and relationships will begin to cultivate more meaningful and supportive relationships. You will align with your purpose and you will experience a much more joyful way of living. My process is proven time and time again to support you achieve this freedom and expression. My methods are personalized for you so that you can transform your life the way you want to create it. Now, if this sounds like something you have been looking for, don't miss out on this opportunity for growth and transformation. These three spots will go quickly and they are in high demand. So don't waste a moment. Take a step right now and say yes to your future. Click the link in the comments and book your free Ignite Your 